Welcome to the Divinely Human Podcast. I am Alicia. And I'm Tanita. This podcast is where deep dives and real life collide. Where we open the sealed section from the cosmic to the chaotic. Let's Let's dive dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Divinely Human podcast. We're both really looking forward to being here with you guys today to have a good chat. <laughs> we um, were speaking a little bit this morning about uh, kind of what we wanted to bring through and I feel like there's been this recurrent theme that I've been seeing pop up and like so much taboo around this as well. And that is uh sacred rage. Um, and I feel like that can mean so much to a lot of different people, but I just wanted to dissect it a little bit. And I'm so interested also to get your take on board of this as well. Cause I know that we are energetically so the same, but also so different and it's actually the perfect conversation to have like Pisces and Virgo opposite ends. Like let's talk about rage. (laughs) I could not have said that better myself. Honestly, I'm like, this is going to be fascinating because you have two very different perspectives talking about this in a time where I think rage is really, what's the word? Like, poignant and I think it's yeah it's gonna be very fascinating (laughs) Mm, yeah and I feel like I don't know like I feel like for me starting this off I feel like the most important thing as well to preface is like the importance of distinguishing like sacred rage from just anger you know and I think it's really important as well you know to explain that concept of um, sacred rage as a tool, as a vessel, um, rather than just a projection, if that makes sense. Do you feel that too? Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's funny because I was going to say for me, it took a really long time to unweave the realization, I mean, the learning that like rage was bad. Right. And then especially coming into the spiritual community where it's all love and light and peace and harmony. And it kind of felt like in my experience, both from what I'd seen from family members and from the spiritual community that rage and anger were really looked down upon Mm. and they caused a lot of havoc and disruption in the world in not a good way, not a positive way. So I really avoided it for a long, long time. But I think that the more that I started to be okay with myself and learn how to manage my emotions properly, the more, and actually when I started working with Lilith, this became very conscious to me that rage is really fucking important. Like every single emotion that we feel as a human being has a place. And I don't Mm. think that there is any hierarchy to what we experience here on this earth. I don't think they are labeled good or bad. It just is, right? It's a part of our experience. But I think it's really fascinating that it is looked down upon. And it's one of the biggest change makers that we can experience and catapult us into really pivotal, you know, 
moments in history, it's all linked back to when, like we were talking the other day, when women stood up for themselves for what felt like the first time in history. I'm sure it definitely wasn't, but in relation to the workforce, that came from a place of sacred rage. Mm. And them joining together as a community caused yes, disruption, but two, evolution that was so necessary for humankind, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I think about rage, um, you know, when it's not coming from a place of, uh, okay, how do I explain this? For me, when I think of it, and I know, when I know that is it is coming from a higher place than myself, I feel it as something that not just elevates me just for my own needs and desires, but the way that I distinguish it is if it's coming from a place that also elevates the people around me, the communities around me, the world, the collective, then I know that it is coming from that higher place. And I'm, I kind of get like that kind of like that head nod from like my team as well, where they're like, go get them, like (laughs) rage it up, sister, you've got this. And it's true. Like it really does for me when I'm feeling into that. And as you said, I can, like, I can really uh, resonate with what you said about having to unweave and kind of undo the conditions that have been placed upon us especially as women when it comes to expressing ourselves in that way because it's all always viewed at like it's always viewed as a masculine like purely masculine thing right like it's um any kind of aggression or uh lashback is has always been considered like that's that's just what men do that's a masculine thing where the more that I unpack it and I unweave it, the more that I understand that there is so much, you know, sacred rage ingrained into us as women. And it comes from that place of justice and deep pain and even like spiritual enlightenment and awakening in a sense too, because I feel like it catapults us forward into that as a collective as well, the more that we allow ourselves to express that. And I think a really good way to identify whether something needs to be expressed in that way is what I said before, like just acknowledging and just checking to see if it, you know, if it not just elevates you, but also the people around you, your sisters, your brothers, your community, you know, people all over the world, or whether it's just like a self-serving thing. I really, I really do feel that. Yeah, totally. I, I definitely see that aspect of like community here and again linking back to our conversation I feel like our private conversations always need to be a podcast because I I always prefer back to them (laughs) but we were talking about how like community is not just sitting in a circle and meditating like that is Mm. part of it right and it's also about coming together with that dedication to make change. And sometimes we come together as a community to experience joy and celebrate, 
But I think some of the really beautiful aspects, especially being on this earth and experiencing pain and trauma and heartache is when community comes together to support one another through grief and rage and upset and, and having that community there to support you through that and actually make an impact together. Because I think that our impact together is so much more impactful than, you know, what we do in our own spare time. Although that is impactful for our own world, it is amplified by everybody else in the community who joins arms, right? So it's really interesting that you say that because community is huge, but I think in my own personal journey, it's funny that, you know, when I experienced things that would have brought up rage from me now in the present, it didn't, like, it took me to understand that, like, how this impacts other people for me to feel that sacred rage, if that makes sense. So I had experiences that happened to me and I felt really like dissociated from it. Didn't really feel a thing kind of pushed it down because of traumatic response. But as I grew up and I heard stories about other women and what they'd experienced and similar things, that sacred rage actually burnt so much stronger within me. And I think it's really fascinating that that happens. And we, we see that so much throughout our community that when our brothers and sisters are experiencing something that's hurtful, or painful, or, you know, makes us feel these emotions, we can understand and sympathize with them. And we feel held and supported and seen in that. And I just think that it's so overlooked, like you said, and especially our community rage is something that we kind of turn away from and it, and it shouldn't Mm. be because Mm. it's such a huge part of this existence. And it's, there's a way, like you said, to use it and work with it in a, in a higher consciousness state. Absolutely. Yes. And just like you said as well, in the beginning, um, it has been used in so many instances, you know, women's rights being just a drop in the ocean of examples of where sacred rage has been such a catalyst for the change and for revolution and, it's funny, like, I, I think the spiritual community is so divided when it comes to expressing anger and rage. There's like one side of it where people are constantly saying, you know, if I put energy into something that's negative, it's just going to make it more negative. And then there's the other half where it's like, no, I'm calling bullshit on that. That's not true because look what women have done for us in the past by screaming and like raging. Um, and we have those women to thank for why we have our freedoms here in this country in particular today. It's because of that rage. It's because of that lashback and that pressure that has been applied in the past. And I think that it's a, it can be a big flaw in this community when people view it as something that is negative and not something that is a vessel for change. Um, I think that people who aren't ready for it can feel quite um, confronted when they're in the presence of somebody who is expressing that, or even, you know, a collective of people that 
are expressing that. But I think especially as women, I'm sorry guys, but women in particular, this is our time to really tap into that. Like men have, I've, and, and to be honest with you, this might be controversial, but I feel like women are a little bit more advanced at being able to control that in a way that doesn't cause destruction. Yeah. Whereas men, I feel, are still learning how to control their rage in a way that, you know, it doesn't bring through destruction, but can also bring through impact and change. And I think that we were told, you know, thousands of years ago to push that down and to quieten that down um, because I don't even know, like we, we were just told to shut up pretty much and not express oh, that. Yeah. But we I were possessions. We weren't Absolutely. meant to feel anything. <laughs> Absolutely. But can you imagine if, like, imagine a world where women were allowed to lead men, if there was an invitation for women to lead men in expressing their rage and anger in a way that they could control that and that they could channel that into powerful change and impact, but not have the trail of destruction that, you know, I'm not going to say all the time it follows, but a majority of the time, <laughs> it's not pretty. It's not a pretty thing. Whereas I feel like when we channel it and we really are so conscious about how we're expressing it, it can actually be so beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. I agree. I totally agree. I think the world would be very, very different. And I even think, imagine if it was seen on the same level, which it is, as sensuality mm. and how we express our sexual selves. Because I think that especially in today's day and age, and especially throughout history, women and their sexuality have been put on this kind of pedestal away from every other emotion that a woman feels but imagine if they were equalized because they should be right like mm. how a woman expresses her sensuality is just as important as how she navigates and experiences the things that hurt her and the mm. things that awaken her and the things that boil her blood and I mean, I'm curious what you actually felt during childbirth, because for me, that was 100% sacred rage. I was <laughs> at that point where I was like, get this fucking baby out of me. But it was <laughs> coupled with, I'm doing this not only for me, but I'm doing this with my grandmother, my mother, my ancestors all standing behind me and supporting me through this. So I'm curious to hear like what you experienced during childbirth, because I think that was my really big awakening into sacred rage. Mm, that's so interesting. <laughs> I, I spent my whole, like both of my births in absolute silence. Oh, I remember you saying that. Yeah. But it's been such, it's been such a journey in exploring that in itself because I'm still trying to understand where that came from, because I know that it's not a very normal thing to be a mute and to not make 
noise while you're experiencing the most painful thing that a human being can experience, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's not normal. So I've always wondered whether that comes from the suppression of being allowed to express that in past lives. Um, I really do feel like when it comes down to me, you know, especially with pain in itself, I'm just quiet. I go mute. And I've actually explored this a little bit in my Akashic Records before, and I've had other people explore it in there for me as well in previous sessions. And it all comes back to the same thing of like back end, back in the days where we were dealing with, you know, the witch hunts and things like that and just having to be burnt alive and then being burnt alive, but not wanting to show pain because you're not wanting to give them the gratification that they're taking your life away from you. And they're taking, you know, your, what you have to offer away from you. So it was more like a resistance thing, a resilience thing rather than just allowing myself to feel what I was truly feeling. So for me, I feel like that experience for me was a little bit fucked up and skewed because of that. <laughs> but I know Please. that there's there's probably a lot of people no. that I guess can could feel that as well, you know? Yeah. I mean, I get that perspective, but also I think there is such a thing as silent sacred rage. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like I think that it not only comes through our voice and how loud we are, because I think that there are definitely people who channel that energy and are the loudest in the room. Mm -hmm. I resonate with being like, not necessarily silent or mute, like to the extent that you were, but talking about particular (laughs) topics in the world that do enrage me. I'm not as vocal as other people. And I think that there's a place for that too. Yeah. I think there's a lot of fear around it. And I think that that fear is channeled through in different ways, depending on past experiences. And those experiences could be things that are subconscious that we don't even know about yet, because obviously like moving through life, you're still going to be learning, you know, things about yourself and different experiences that you've had in the past as you wade your way through this process and of life itself. And I find that aspect really interesting actually, um, in how people experience it in different scenarios, but then in other scenarios, they're like so vocal. And I think that there is, you know, a lot of subconscious blocks there that we're unaware of when it comes to things that do depend on, um, Fear of how we're seen as well, I think, is a big thing about uh, expressing rage. And I see it a lot in the spiritual community, the fear of judgment, the fear of being the the too much woman or the, Mm. the overly emotional or the overly angry woman. And, I mean, women are the most primal things on earth like just look at a woman with a child like can you imagine like we don't have to we experience it but if any guys are listening like can you imagine it is Mm -hmm. so primal and instinctual um so I think it's we've been robbed of operating in a very normal way a way that we shouldn't be judged on um 
And I see it a lot. I see, I mean, I feel it like, oh my goodness, I feel it so much. Like I get so scared about speaking about certain things and I try to push myself to still do it, but it's not fun. Like it's not fun seeing the impact of doing, of doing that because it comes with a price. And I think that it comes down to like, are you willing to pay that price to step into your authentic self? Like for me, I speak about controversial stuff or I rage about stuff and I literally see my follow account go down and my engagement is halved. (laughs) That's something that I'm dealing with a lot, um, especially at the moment, but it's also been such a potent learning journey for me in surrender and just, uh, kind of self-assurance in who I am and allowing that to come through in a way that is authentic to me, regardless of what society tries to push me to do, whether that's pushed via engagement or whether that's pushed via just like people deciding to, you know, not not be involved with you anymore. But I really do think it's such an interesting learning journey when it comes down to it, exploring the different things that you feel held up by and then releasing them and just getting in there. <laughs> totally. Getting in there. Getting in there. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I think we all process it really differently. Like I can imagine so vividly how powerful it would be to be in a circle of women in person and just mm. experience that release like that makes my whole body in chills, right? Because I've definitely had experiences where releasing that sacred rage through screaming and, you know, being really vocal by myself, but there's Mm. this sensation of like being seen doing that. There's Mm. definitely fear around that, right? Mm. For me personally. And I'm like, oh, it'll be very interesting to see in my experience doing that around other women and and what that unlocks. And I think that if anything, whoever's listening to this can take away from this whole episode, it's like, trust your journey and just trust where you're at and know that nothing is perfect and no better place is better than another person's. And it's okay to feel this range of emotions. I think just allowing that feeling to take place within your body is so healing just in itself. And I'm really excited to see my personal path with sacred rage continue. I'm sure you are too, because I know that as women, as a whole, we have a whole lot of work to do in terms of feeling safe enough to express that part of ourselves and allowing that to create the change that we actually envision for the world. I see women in particular in this conversation as the bear holders of a really big vision that is yet to be birthed. And that's because of we get to release so much hurt and pain from the past and from the present, right? So yeah, it's, um, it's a really fascinating topic, but I'm, I'm super curious to hear anybody listening. What's your experience being with sacred rage? Are you tapping into it? Are you feeling it at the moment? Are you still trying to navigate it? I feel like we all are. So if that's you, please don't be afraid to put your hand up. I think this is a really, really fucking important topic to talk about. And if there was ever a time to speak up and make other women feel safe and expressing 
this would be the perfect place to do it. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. yeah, it would be. It would be. And we're all learning and we're all understanding at the same time. You know, we're all exploring this at the same time because a lot of us have had very similar experiences in whether that's been in past lives or in present, you know, present time. So we're safe. We are safe. Yeah. And that is one thing to be incredibly, incredibly grateful for, especially right now. But anyway, we love you guys. We appreciate you coming along for this ride. So curious to hear how it landed. Can't wait to hear from you all. And we'll see you next week. Bye.